0: check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it.
1: New York City, 50 years from today, nothing runs, nothing works, they gave me a quarter of a kilo. but people are the same and people will do anything to get what they need. What they need most is Soylent Green. Simonson, board of directors of the Soylent Corporation, murdered because he discovered the secret of Soylent Green. Detective Thorne, he's got to find out what Simonson knew. Saul Roth, Thorne's researcher. Courtesy of your next assignment. William R. Simonson, Chelsea Towers West. When how'd you get all these? Cheryl, the furniture. Is that Simonson? Is that a yes nod or a no nod? Yes. Hatcher, police captain. Simonson. Supposed to look like he was killed when he caught some punk burglarizing his apartment.
2: What do you say? It
1: was an assassination tab fielding bodyguard why would you leave that door open? why did you set up simonson charlton heston edward g robinson lee taylor young chuck connors Fight for survival and solve the most bizarre riddle ever to face mankind. This is the police. I'm asking you to disperse. The supply of Soylent Green has been exhausted. Why does Soylent Green mean life? You must disperse. The scoops are on their way. Why does Soylent Green mean death?
2: You are listening to Movie Sucktastic. It was what?
0: What, did you play the first 10 minutes of the film?
2: Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll apologize.
0: <laughs> uh, no, no one asked for that, sir.
2: Well, I'm going to apologize to you anyway. Um, well, actually, what I ended up doing was I had to play a trailer. We always play a trailer. Right. But what I've been doing with our slideshows is I'll play a 30-second TV spot. Because I don't want to watch a a two-and-a-half-minute trailer.
0: Right.
2: Well, apparently there were zero TV spots when this movie came out, or there just haven't been any uh, that made it to the Internet or YouTube or anything like that. I I had a really hard time finding a TV spot for this, like a 30-second or 60-second TV spot, and nothing. So I was forced to play the two-and-a-half-minute trailer. Okay. Um. Cause I we always do it, so that's why I did it. Otherwise, I would have just not played something. But we never yeah. do that, so. I
0: was like, did Joey just like go to bed and not tell me?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I try not to do that anymore. <clears throat> uh, and most of the time, I find a TV spot. Just it's just easy. Fine, it's nothing crazy. This couldn't find shit. So, anyhow, I mean, like even last week, uh When we did uh, the world's greatest athlete, there was a thirty-second TV spot. No problem. Disney,
0: of course. I mean,
2: nothing for this. Well, no. I mean, Soylent Green. What is the secret of Soylent Green? Are we giving that? uh, We giving the secret away, or what are we going to do?
0: Oh, everybody knows. That's that's not even a question. There's no no spoiler here because there's no spoilers. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) Ah. Uh. Some of the
0: slideshow wasn't even from the movie. It's just like uh, oh yeah. I just saw
2: I saw one now where was it was a European market where it had cans of things and in the middle had cans of Soylent Green. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: Just. So apparently there's a drink or there's something on the market called just Soylent right now. Mm -hmm. I know not nothing about it, so that's why I don't even know if it's a drink or (laughs) food or whatever. I just know it's called Soylent.
0: What else do you need to know?
2: You don't need to know shit.
0: So, welcome to Movie Sucktastic.
2: Yes, welcome, welcome. Yes. And uh, this week we'll be, we will be reviewing Soylent Green from 1973. Uh, we've been going over our f- new format change. This is the uh, um, third week that we're doing it. So anyone that's new to listening, very quickly, we are challenging each other starting with 1973. And when we feel that year has been exhausted... We will move to the following year. So this week is my challenge to Scott.
0: Cleaning house.
2: Yeah, and tune in. Oh, Keep shit. listening. That's
0: right. This, this is your challenge to me, which means I have to challenge you.
2: No, you challenge me to Soylent Green. That's so right. I did. That's I'm right. challenging you tonight. Okay. Which All I already right. have. I already have the film picked. So. You confused um, me. No, no. And uh, later on, we we will reveal whether we're staying in 1973. Or if I feel that that year has been exhausted. And uh, if we will be going to 1974. So we'll do that uh, after this review. So now I think one of the reasons why you challenged this to me. Was because you feel that this film gets a lot of high praise. It's considered a classic.
0: It's overrated.
2: And it is. Yes. But with that said I couldn't help enjoying it though
0: oh no again I must you don't have to hate it to admit that it has serious flaws
2: oh very serious flaws
0: right now I'm gonna mention I it, since our last show I did read uh, the Harry Harrison book uh, that was the movie was based on called Make Room make Room
2: so did the end of the film mm-hmm. did it end that way in the book okay Or was that just totally pretentious?
0: Outside of the setting and the characters, there's practically nothing in common.
2: Oh, get out of here, really? Yeah, and I'll go
0: over some of those. After we've talked a bit about the film, I'll go back and point out some of those because I think one of the serious flaws of this film is that it took a really interesting topic and turned it into a Hollywood movie. Okay. But I'll touch base on that later.
2: Now, the Uh, the year that this film takes place in, the trailer says fifty years from now. Now, I'm assuming they mean fifty years from 1973 when the film was made. So, does that put it somewhere around 2023?
0: uh, I I remember seeing uh, something on the screen or or somewhere where it said
2: 2022. 2022. Okay.
0: Yeah. Now, the original. Now, I'm I'm gonna jump in occasionally with little things like nuggets like this. In the book, uh, it takes place in 1999.
2: Oh okay, that's right, interesting. So they,
0: so they added a couple of decades on to make to make it
2: more futury. Sure, they wanted to go <clears throat> past the year two thousand, because right, and, during that time period, anything past the year two thousand and on was considered shit. We should have flying cars by now, and we still have traffic and you know air pollution.
0: Yeah, and you know, it, yeah. Um, now the film and the book are both on the. Uh, concept of overpopulation of the of the globe right uh and uh combined with uh and in feeding the depletion of both the depletion of natural resources and the uh destruction of the ecosystem
2: yeah it's it's totally it's completely destroyed to the point of where it's hot all the time greenhouse effect is is run rampant? I mean, like that. That is the, during the day, that is what they're living in. It's like over ninety degrees all the time. There was one point in the film where he goes in, and they have central air, uh, in the in the the what was it the um, the rich people house the rich people house. It had a name. It was something West uh, Chelsea West Chelsea yeah, Chelsea yeah. West. Which, and, which is
0: which is the same in the book. I'm gonna yeah. throw those things out there.
2: So and he goes in. He goes. Uh, do you know it's still ninety degrees outside? <laughs> <laughs> and they're all in there having a good time. They're painting their nails, and it was a like a, almost like a girl. Slu- it was all an old girl like slumber party or whatever, because uh, Cheryl, no, or no, also no, known as the furniture, furniture, uh, okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, was but, having a get together of all her friends.
0: Yeah, uh, let, let, let me touch on that later.
2: Later, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, so so the the film pretty much follows, uh, for the most part, uh, the main character. It was his first name Andy. I gotta remember. In the Char- book, the first name's Andy. You
2: mean the they, the guy, the the CEO that got killed?
0: No, no, Charlton Heston. Oh
2: uh, no, his name, is, his name wasn't Andy.
0: Well, well, his last name's Thorn. Everybody just calls him Thorn.
2: You know detective. what? Uh, yeah, he and that's probably.
0: Detective
2: Thorne. Yeah, and on IMDb, it's Detective Thorne. So I right. don't think they referred to him to anything other than Thorne. Because yeah. I watched this with the subtitles on because I I watched it upstairs. And I always get from Mare that it's always too loud. And this isn't a very... There isn't a lot of action in this film. There is a little bit. But there's more dialogue than there is action and things of that nature. So uh-huh. there's a lot of people talking to each other throughout the film. So I threw the subtitles on so that I could catch anything that I might have missed because the volume was low to appease uh, my wife. Yes. So so I saw a Thorn on the screen constantly. I mean, I heard it, but I also was reading it throughout the entire film. I didn't read yeah. the, anything that said Andy at all.
0: Right. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I read the book, so that was what threw me off a bit because I was trying okay. to remember because the weird thing is uh, – all the other characters, um, uh, most of the other characters—Sheryl, uh, Tab, Saul, um, Kolozik, they are they all those names are right from the book. But in the book, okay. the main character was Andy Rush. R U S C H.
2: That's interesting. And,
0: and someone decided that that wasn't masculine enough for Charles.
2: <laughs> it was so, probably Charles. <laughs> So I'm, I'm not gonna thorn. be anyone named Andy. What am I, a lady?
0: <laughs> you get it? I'm a thorn in the side. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not quite sure why they made that change, but I probably had something to do with Charles Charlton Aston.
2: From my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm there, calm down, Charles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So it follows him, the detective who, who uh, follows up on a murder case that is, l- turns out to be loosely tied to this vast political conspiracy in regards to um, the food source that is being doled out to the populace.
2: Right, which is obviously the product Soyl and Green, which is what everyone relies on.
0: Right, and that, not just the, the food source, but the fact that like, the plankton and everything is slowly dying that it, there's, there's no reversal and uh, it, it's all disappearing.
2: Yeah, it's all going away. It's yeah. all, it's all so, going bye-bye.
0: Right, so in in the process, he meets Cheryl, the furniture, yeah. um, and her bodyguard tab.
2: Don't call me furniture.
0: <laughs> Do it. All right. Uh, I, again, I'll touch on that later.
2: <laughs> you going to touch uh, something?
0: Uh, oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> opening of the film.
2: Opening of the film.
0: Do I need a three minute slideshow to, to, to introduce the concept of overpopulation?
2: Well, you know, I, how, I, I was hoping how, you how brought that just, up.
0: How about just an opening shot of like a crowded street and let the film just explain itself? No, I, oh, and by the way, uh, that progression of time. If for some reason, the future events all had pictures of people from the 70s. I could tell. Those hairstyles don't change.
2: <laughs> I was hoping you were going to bring that up, too. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they didn't have anyone in plastic suits or any flying cars. It's just like, this is the year 2022. It's 50 years into the future. And, yeah, shit really hasn't changed much. Now, with that said... I guess when time kind of stops, when you have the kind of apocalyptic-style future, plague-style future that they have, I guess sh- a lot of shit isn't going to change.
0: Right. Much like in the book, uh, with with the depletion of natural resources is also a depletion of manufacturing. They can't make anything anymore.
2: Yeah, and, so and if they do, it takes forever.
0: Right. So everything is, is uh, from cannibalized parts or jury-rigged. Uh, th- yeah, uh, in in the in the book, a lot of times they have uh, like flatbed, like truck flatbeds with boxes on top, and people dragging them. Right. Like like the the biggest technology they have in the book is um what they call fly wire, which is basically uh, um barbed wire they can drop from a helicopter in a bale, and once it hits, it just expands immediately. Oh jeez. Which I thought would have been great for the movie. Uh, they, so, they, so you know
2: what they didn't, they don't have the money or the technology, <laughs> or the smarts to make that happen.
0: So, yeah, so to, but the movie stays kind of true to the idea that there's, uh, you know, everything, nothing works anymore, and what does work, it's, uh, they they, they kind of slide on that a lot, but
2: they, yeah. they
0: keep that element there. So everything, like, uh, there's nothing really new. Everything's, for the most part, everything's old and just refurbished.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which is why I think they could get away a little bit with how nothing looks any different but it, it's, it's kind of a lame way to do it, but it works. It kind of does work.
0: Oh, so the camera was shaking. Sorry. Oh. Uh, yeah, Um, I was trying to figure out why my monitor was moving. It's not the monitor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now, the, the, the movie is very pretty.
2: Uh, It does have some pretty nice cinematography in it. Uh, Richard
0: Fleischer does a bang-up job. Yeah. You know, a lot of the great matte paintings, the old, old days of the matte painting for the backgrounds. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. it's beautiful! And, I mean, they the were doing fr- that
2: all the way through the the late '80s.
0: The the framing of the shots too. Like if I went through and just took a screenshot of every time Charlton Heston was like center screen with like a like a wide background, it I, I would have hundreds of photos of Charles Charlton Heston with a neckerchief, <laughs> just just looking.
2: I don't understand, like th- like what was <laughs> that? I mean that that, that Charlton Heston. Must have said this. I want to wear this. It's I, cool, right?
0: I, I I must have something to do with the heat. Like, it I, must be a I, heat thing, like I, you wear a neckerchief when it's I can
2: hot. only imagine you getting a heat rash from wearing something I, like that all the time in that kind of heat. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's like, I can see in the time period, Charlton Heston saying, Hey, I want to wear this. Is this cool? This looks good, right? And I could just see someone going, Yeah, baby. Yeah, it looks awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Run with it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Or that train uh, conductor hat, too. That's, that's perfect.
2: Yeah, it'd be uh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. But, you know, it's the, those old time actors, man. They, they he looks they like just...
0: the sixth village, village person. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 they had
2: they a lot of them had like quirks. You know, they, they were they were kind of I don't know. Dana Carvey was on uh, on the, on the Howard Stern show recently, and he was telling a story about his first film, which was Tough Guys. Oh yeah. With uh, Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster.
0: Yeah, he played the cop. They're the FBI agent.
2: No, I thought like he was that. their parole officer. That's what I meant. Okay, Something okay. along those lines. All right. it's been a while. So, Burt Lancaster goes up to Dana Carvey and he goes, he says to him, uh, he's like, let, let, let me ask you a question. How many movies have you made? And <laughs> Dana Carvey's like, well, this is my first one. He goes, oh, this is my seventy-third film. This is your first movie. I've made seventy-two more movies than you. <laughs> <laughs> like, and Dana Carvey tells his story. He's like, that's just kind of the way he was. He just kind of had that weird kind of, uh, you know, comedic, you know, uh, take on things. And Dana Carvey being a stand-up comic and all that stuff. He just thought it was hilarious. But it just shows, like, that's kind of how they were. So, Mm -hmm. like, a guy like Charlton Heston, I could see, you know, like, he's considered, like, this macho, like, you know, uh, like, ladies' man kind of thing. And I could see him coming on set saying, I want to wear this handkerchief. It's not going to be a problem, right? And everyone just being like... Yeah, no, it's great. It looks great. Yeah.
0: Oh, the chicks dig it. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. Oh, and you know, just just what? Charlton Heston throughout this, just with his <laughs> his tight t-shirt. Like,
2: hey, ladies. Hey, on the bed.
0: And they, they they have to throw in so much like like male posturing, like when he goes up against Charles Charlie. Oh yeah. It's like you want to be, want to keep it friendly,
2: <laughs> don't you?
0: Get the hell out of here. Sorry, Charlie.
2: Who, um? and I don't remember this, and, and I'm bringing it up, which is going to annoy me, but who was doing the Charlton Heston's penis bit where it was like a puppet? What? And somebody, I might have been Crank Yankers, I don't remember, but they were doing Charlton Heston's penis, and it would be a puppet of his penis, and it would talk and like say things like macho. I,
0: Never heard of that. I'll be Googling that later tonight. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, I will be Googling that, yeah. Yeah, you
2: can YouTube it because it's video. It's not audio. So you can YouTube Charlton Heston's penis, like, puppet, and whoever did it will come up. I don't remember who did that, but I remember finding it absolutely fucking hilarious.
0: Hey, what's funnier than Charlton Heston's penis? I don't know. Maybe Charlton Heston getting shot? (laughs) 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 That never gets old for me. I
2: love
0: it. A, <laughs> like, I, all I could think of is during like that final fu- chase sequence when they're shooting and like they 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 shoot him, and he's like struggling in the grass. Says, "My God, the Second Amendment sucks." Ah. <laughs> oh. uh, now, um, so yeah, he he goes to the apartment. He he falls for the furniture. They have fun together. As as any cop would, he loots the apartment.
2: Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs>
0: ooh, nice pillowcase. That's mine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and he stays like, he's like, he's real ice, and he's just drinking the drink with ice. Doesn't matter what it is, you know. Yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, real bourbon. <laughs> have you ever
0: Have you ever seen a cake of soap that big in your life? I yeah. mean, they really go out of their way to, to illustrate how how rationing and how much they don't have stuff, and I feel like. Sometimes right. it goes a, l- a little bit too, like like let's talk let's talk about the eating montage.
2: Oh yeah, that whole scene,
0: which apparently was ad libbed.
2: Oh really? Like now, the okay. fact that he couldn't use a fucking fork.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the director decided on the fly to have them ad lib the scene because there's nothing nothing better than watching two guys ad lib enjoying food, and. What I what I found I don't I don't know how accurate it is, but it sounds to me like it is that there was a uh, that with the screenplay there was a contractual obligation uh, that they weren't allowed to add or edit any dialogue. Oh, really? Right. So, what, which would explain why that the ad lib scene that wasn't in the script had no dialogue in it.
2: Hmm. It's interesting.
0: Now, now, the guy that wrote the screenplay uh, based on the book, Stanley R. Greenberg he didn't really do anything else as far as I'm concerned he did a lot of TV show stuff then b- right before uh Soylent Green he did like a TV uh, one TV movie and one actual movie and that's it I mean, he didn't really do anything afterwards it was all TV Like all, in, amongst all this TV stuff he writes Soylent Green <clears throat> which I mean I, I guess it wasn't a big budget film where they needed uh you know, a, a big screenwriter. Right. But it, it kind of, the fact that he writes for TV kind of shows in the film because the film is pretty much laid out very formulaic.
2: Very much so. Oh, yeah. Right.
0: So you, you do have those kind of w- weird scenes the director puts in. Uh, the I think the director added a lot to this film beyond what was in the screenplay.
2: If I listened to the audio commentary, <laughs> I probably would have found a lot of that out but
0: if i known you had that i would have got it from you
2: well you know the the thing of it is you know i watched it uh over two nights because i fell asleep the first night (laughs) watched about 45 minutes and then i watched the other 45 minutes uh last night and both times i'm like maybe i should just put the audio commentary on i'm like you know what i I can't i'm not gonna be able (laughs) to concentrate um even though i've seen the film uh, a couple of times uh, it's just, been a
0: while for me, but yeah.
2: Yeah, the last time I saw anything for this was um uh, the scene with uh, uh with Saul? Saul. Saul right. Yeah, yeah there was the scene with Saul where you know the the whole montage that he watches. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, they're in the um in the death chamber or whatever you want yeah, to call it. Which
2: is beautifully done by the way, all the video and everything. And-
0: Again, great direction.
2: You know, like they ask him, you know, what he what's his favorite color and uh, what he wants to listen to. And he was like uh, orange, I guess. And classical light classical.
0: Yeah, I I know when I die, I'm going to be led there by Dick Van Patten. That's just how it's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) Now, Edward G. Robinson, let's talk about him. He's his roommate, Saul. Yes. Now, in the book, they were just roommates. Uh, okay. Saul was older, and he need he he needed the extra money for food because of rationing, and he went to the police station because he didn't trust getting a normal schlub, and so Andy uh, Thorne Thorn ended up with him, and then over the years they became close friends as roommates. So I I have a feeling that they they were they didn't want to go into the background, or he didn't want to go to background, and I, I get a feeling he was. The fact he wrote for TV, I think, comes through because I feel like there's a couple things in the film that are done just to avoid any sexual connotations. So I, I really feel like the whole point of making Saul his partner, like his his police partner, okay. was strictly to say they're not gay. <laughs> no, they're not gay. Don't don't let the neckerchief fool you. They're not gay.
2: Well, I don't know if well, I maybe. I don't know if during that time period that that was something that people were confused about.
0: But not not I'm not saying confusion. I'm saying we're talking about a screenwriter who writes mainly for television since the uh, what was it? It looks like he was back in the '60s.
2: Yeah. Um. Maybe the maybe uh, even the late '50s.
0: No, no, early '60s.
2: Early '60s. Okay.
0: He's he's writing like uh, Route 66, uh, the Dupont Show of the Week, the Doctors and the Nurses. He's you know straight stuff so i'm wondering if there's just a, an uh, like an impulse not to do things like that and i think that's my, the only theory i can come up for why the whole furniture girl thing the furniture thing
2: oh prop, yeah probably
0: All right All right so, i mean okay it's the future human is humans are being devalued i get that uh these are women who are rented out with the apartments
2: right hence right. the furniture they're, title
0: they're whores yep okay in the book they're just whores
2: oh really
0: yeah this whole furniture thing is no nowhere in it. there's a couple of things you'll be surprised aren't in this book uh <laughs> the, okay. the whole whore thing uh Cheryl is not part of the company or whatever she just met that guy one night and he ended up taking her in uh oh. and, and and by the way and also the, the guy wasn't nice like though in the movie in the, in the book, he was an ass, that beater, and everybody was happy when he died. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah
2: they made him a mar- a kind of, not a martyr, but kind of close to it because Charlton Heston is trying, uh, Thorne is trying to figure out why he was murdered because he believes that he, it was made to look like a burglary and he was murdered and Charlton Heston, Thorne, he's like, no, it was an assassination. He was killed because he knew something and I need to find right. out what that is.
0: Here's another one for you. In the book, it was just a burglary gone wrong. Oh, really? Yes. Also, so I, guess, I what,
2: guess none of that was interesting enough.
0: Well, the the, the book relies on the intri- what's interesting in the characters and the and the events that they they survive through. Right. And I guess with this it was like, yeah, this is not snappy enough. You know, what we need we need a conspiracy. Yeah. Because <laughs> guess what's not in the book.
2: So the I conspiracy, oh, the, conspiracy okay.
0: the whole conspiracy thing is not in there anywhere no uh, the closest it is is that they uh, Th- uh Thorn, or Rush's character is is uh forced to continue investigating the the murder because the other corrupt politicians that are in with the guy that was killed want to make sure it wasn't an outside uh, gangster team or whatever trying to muscle in on their turf that's the motivation for him staying on the case for like six months or in the movie a week.
2: Yeah, it was like very, it's very short amount of time in the movie obviously.
0: Well, now, and then I, I, Thankfully again, a
2: short movie too.
0: Right, I mean so that's what they were aiming for too. They, the book takes place over I, almost a year uh, but they said no, this is no good. We we can't follow these people for a year so we just condense it into like one story, takes place over a few days. Wow. Which is what you do normally for TV movies. I mean, it's shit's just like it's blatantly obvious what happened to this. Well,
2: the problem is, I mean, we're in a time period where even going into the '80s, movies felt like TV movies unless they had large, large production value and sets and things of that nature, and even music composed by people that did TV movies, they did it for theatrical films and. It just, it, it poured way into the 80s. Well, there wasn't, there was a point in time where that turned.
0: Well, um, and thankfully. That's because, and that's because you had this talent of television writers when television was the main stage flooding into the Hollywood market. This right. guy's a perfect example.
2: Yeah, definitely. You
0: know? And again, he wasn't even a vet. We're talking 10 years in television before he wrote Soil and Green. So it's not like he's like a 30 year uh, industry. Uh, pro. This is just somebody who's been working in the industry. And it's okay, look, you know, this guy is good. He got some stuff done. Let's make a film. I have no idea how he got the part. I didn't re- got the role. I didn't read that deep into it.
2: Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah.
0: So, um. yeah, I mean, so, so, I mean, Charlton Heston, the whole thing with him, oh, well, let me loot this place. Uh, to hear my, my stack of goodies, you get your cut. Uh, the the uh, sanitation people will take the body away, and I'm going to bang the uh, furniture for a while. Uh, on on, on the bed Right, and he's such a great detective too someone's telling me
2: and they're good at it
0: because I can't (laughs) find them I'm going to go beat up Tab
2: let's go beat up Chuck
0: Connors
2: (laughs) Gunsmoke
0: I can't think of anything funnier than the fight sequence between Charlton Heston and Chuck Connors
2: I, I forgot Chuck Connors was in this, and I'm watching, I'm like, oh, wow, that's fucking Chuck Connors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, this is like when they're like, uh, kicked in a crotch. Girl! Oh, keep foot to the head.
2: Judo <laughs> chop. It's like, that's why the Aust- those Austin power scenes where he's like, judo chop, and he yeah. does that stuff. That's why that tends to be funny, because they did that in these movies, but they didn't say it. They just kind of did it, and he's like oh, nice. yelling it out loud, which makes it, you know, it makes it comical. Sure. So, But yeah, it's like there was one point where he like he did this karate chop to the side and it was just it was so poorly done.
0: Now what when he realizes he's being uh tailed, mm-hmm. it's while he's walking home. On the yeah. deserted street.
2: Yeah.
0: On the completely deserted street.
2: It's like he's tailing me and he's there's, good at it.
0: There's forty million in the book, it's 35 million population of wow. New York City. For some reason, the movie upped it to 40.
2: 40 million?
0: I'm pretty sure that was in the opening.
2: Now, does the book I, explain uh, like what's the population for the world like? Is it just yes. like... Um, just?
0: Yeah, He estimated in 1999 it would be 8 billion.
2: 8 billion?
0: Right. He was only up by a billion. At, at, in 1999, it was 7 billion.
2: Are we up to 8 billion now?
0: No, no. Uh, Well, maybe. Maybe I don't know. I didn't look. We were up
2: to seven billion now, in twenty nineteen.
0: No, no. 1999 was seven billion. I I think we're around eight now.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: So he was off by a billion for the time frame. It took us twenty more years to get there. Now, for New York City, his estimate was thirty five million. The movie up to the forty because round number. You wouldn't want to confuse audiences with fives. Right. Um, In nineteen ninety nine, the actual population of New York City was around seven million. Seven billion. no million we're talking
2: oh US. oh new york city new york city yeah. Oh, okay yeah i think it's just around 10 at this point
0: i i don't even think it's that high yeah but uh it, it was around it was roughly seven million at the time of. well i mean the, 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 so I almost, yeah, he, was, he was off by like you know 27 28
2: yeah, well, I don't want to say they go through great lengths because they don't, but they do show how overpopulated it is. Like, for instance, when Charlton indoors. Heston goes Indo- indoors. well, it's indoors. like when Charlton indoors. Heston goes down a flight of stairs, he's yeah. got to go over a hundred people, like right. sleeping on it.
0: Yeah, but there's even so-
2: outside is the same way.
0: Here's the, the problem: is this is a film about overcrowding, overpopulation, and yes, there are scenes of like the crowded church and the crowded stairwell and there are a couple of street scenes during the day where there's a mass crowd but and they throw in the fake the the, the bullshit explanation of oh there's a curfew oh yeah 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 I'm, all right and I, i'll sure there is so every time someone goes out at night or in the evening it's a desolate fucking wasteland why because overpopulation everybody seems to be very very sleepy once the sun goes down yeah and here's here's my argument because my wife was watching half of this with me. She gave up halfway through. But I was she, she, I was like, this is bullshit. There's nobody on the streets. There, there, there should be, always be people everywhere. This is overpopulation. It's the whole point. If you could fit everybody in the buildings. She's like, but they're all in the buildings. No. If you could fit everybody in the buildings, they, they, you know, they wouldn't have to be outside during the day all day like that. Bullshit. So she brings up the curfew things. Yeah, but they said there's a curfew. There's not a lot out there. He's just a cop. That's why he's out there. And you know why I call bullshit on that? Why is that? Can, can you guess?
2: Why they call bullshit? Why you're calling bullshit on the curfew?
0: Yeah. Uh You know what? You know what else you you see if there was a curfew, the mandatory curfew that oh
2: you would see people patrolling the streets.
0: You see people enforcing the curfew. Yeah, yes. of
2: course. No, yeah.
0: No, not a soul.
2: <laughs> there's nobody there's around.
0: No one.
2: Yeah, not there's a, no one to keep them inside all uh, right uh, yeah the the yeah no okay i follow you know
0: yeah it, it's just a lazy excuse for well i mean again
2: well they don't have the uh, they don't have the budget they, they, they did not have the extras too. either so yeah
0: it looks beautiful too but i mean yeah like Charlton has to like limping up the empty street to, after uh, edward g yeah. robinson oh you know
2: what they didn't seem to have a problem manufacturing uh bullets i'll go one further how come?
0: How come everybody's on welfare and they're all wearing rags, but they all got the same goddamn hat?
2: <laughs> I maybe really giving that away at the Soylent Green. Uh, Is that
0: part of the welfare thing? Here, here, here here's, here's a, hat. a hat. Here's here's a hat. You're gonna want the
2: hat. <laughs> you need the hat.
0: Why don't we waste the money on the hat?
2: Uh. <laughs>
0: I mean, and oh, and and when when the. Uh, when the um, the young hoodlum, Gilbert, I think he was, right. Uh, when he first, he, when he sneaks to Chelsea, see, he climbs down into that uh, the moat, the empty moat, and uh, and that's one thing I thought was funny. My wife was watching me, and she goes, "What is it supposed to be a moat?" It's like I don't know. I guess so. It's just like an aqueduct. In the book, it's a moat.
2: It's a moat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> although in the book it's filled with garbage. It's not like clean. Oh, okay. Uh, but. As he's climbing down, they got the long shot with the beautiful skyline. Yep. And he's cl- and he's climbing down, he's running across, and he's, like, trying to get up the other side. And like, there's a bridge right there. <laughs> there there's, the, there's a why Use the he, bridge. He just
2: walked across that. Just
0: walked across the bridge. It's right there. We can see it. He's, like, banging holes in the thing to try to climb. There's a bridge! Yeah. Doing. doing oh.
2: Yeah, when he was banging it, it was just like, man, that's loud.
0: Yeah, no one noticed that.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was like. That's really loud.
0: It's ultimate stealth mode there. Ultimate. Ugh. I I mean...
2: So, we haven't revealed what Soylent Green is, because I think we're getting close to Uh, uh, the climax of our review. To the voice. Soylent Green is people!
0: No, he is made from... Well, no. he He
2: says that first and then the end of the film with his hand where they freeze no. frame it he yeah, starts saying one. is people
0: i want that first one that's the that's soil
2: and green is made of people
0: cuz he does have that, that, that people, like, people.
2: Goes down.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> people after
0: after you know what the, one thing i will give give the filmmakers a credit for during all these action sequences uh casualties innocent bystanders yeah Holy shit! In the first crowd scene, where Gilbert tries to shoot him and it hits the lady in the head.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, oh my.
2: Collateral oh, damage.
0: The, can we talk about the dump trucks?
2: The uh, yes, okay.
0: Okay, iconic image. It's on the movie poster. It's one of the few things they always show. Yeah. Ha- if you if you do a search for screenshots from the film, half of them are the goddamn dump trucks. Right. Now I give partial credit for the idea of you're just using old technology for new things and i and i will admit it looks cool. Oh yeah. All
2: right.
0: I got a couple problems with those scenes. What what are your feelings on it?
2: Um I'm kind of indifferent about it. I didn't, I didn't really care all that much. I, I got to be honest. It, it just I I didn't. Maybe you can sway me.
0: Well, uh, my my problem is whenever they showed those those Buckets hit the ground repeatedly, because for some reason we need to see that over and over again. Or you?
2: Oh, you're not talking about the dump trucks. You're talking about the scoopers.
0: The scoopers. I. The, they're they're garbage. I'm truck thinking truck
2: the truck dump trucks. trucks that he's like chasing, like near the end, like to get to the factory.
0: Oh, those are garbage trucks.
2: Well, they're dump truck, garbage truck. That's what I thought you were talking about. Okay. Okay. The, no, the, we're the, talking about scoopers. Okay. With the right scheme, yeah. Okay. My, my mistake. Um, well, I mean, I felt that. I. I don't know. It, they probably could have used something a little better than that, but people probably would have gotten really hurt <laughs> because uh, the people are climbing on these things, and or they're trying to scoop people up, and they, you had a bunch of stunt people like doing these crazy there stunts, ha- falling in, and it looked like there wasn't really any kind of padding in there, There's so there they were abusing their bodies for these scenes.
0: Yeah, no, there had to be injuries. I'm not.
2: Um, there I'm looked sure. like there were some serious injuries.
0: I, I thought it was a pretty. I- I don't know how effective it is to scoop up your rioters like that.
2: Uh I don't think the scoopers were large enough to have made a dent in that at all. I think yeah. enough people could have charged the sides and gained access and you know, killed the the driver and taken over the scoopers.
0: And and I also feel that
2: I'm positive of that.
0: In these scenes where you see the street, the street's awfully clean. Yeah. <laughs> There's like no nothing. The street's like like a street sweeper sweeper through there. Yep. This is this is a street that is swarming with people nonstop all day. There's no garbage on the ground. There's
2: no garbage, and they're carrying stuff to get you know, like water and soil and green. And there's just there would normally be just shit everywhere. Yeah, there
0: there was more garbage left over from the Orlando Trump rally.
2: <laughs> hell, there was more garbage when I, after I had my son's ninth birthday party two weeks ago.
0: There you go. Right. more
2: garbage that day. Mm. Yeah. So
0: So I, I, I think there's a lot of limitations that the filmmakers... Uh, um, I don't know how demanding audiences were back in the 70s. I guess not much since this film is so widely revered. revered. But, uh, I mean, there's just a lot of corners cut on the idea... Uh, you're trying to do a film about massive overpopulation, but you're just unwilling to... Go the extra mile and make sure that all your scenes are vastly overpopulated. Half of this movie takes place in large apartments with two people talking.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: A good, good, good portion of this film is with people alone in a room talking, and we're trying to talk about overpopulation, not helping. No. I just it's strong. Uh, I mean, the fifth time is like, come on, why? You know, like well, I'm going to go to the exchange. This is where we keep the books. And he goes, oh, just. Great vast room with like four people in it. Yeah, how, how did this get by?
2: Yeah, it's like in yeah. Charlton essen can go to Chelsea West anytime he wants, apparently. It's just like there was like no issues. I'm a cop, you'll Bull. find life in prison for you know confronting me or hitting me. Yeah, yeah. like he, he went, made sure he, he's like, you want life in prison? <laughs> like, come on, come on, Chuck. <laughs> it's a lot of power. Like he had a key for those special phones that he that he, only he could use, and they were cordless too because he was running around. Come on, help me! <laughs> yeah. He's like, right? It wasn't uh, connected at all. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. it's you know, future phone. In 1973. It, it's like a phone that's cordless. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, and I don't know how that's being kept up. I yeah, mean, right. They
2: can't they can't make parts for anything.
0: Yeah, the, the the book was a lot more into the detail, which a book has the the luxury of doing. But really, and in, more into like how the infrastructure is flawed, and a bit more into politics. One other weird thing is that in the in the book, um, what's his name, uh, Santini?
1: Oh,
2: right, 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 is right. A ju- is a judge. Oh, is he? Yeah,
0: know. but we have to make sure it's the government is corrupt, so we, we'll make him a governor. It's a really basic television writing. Yeah. I, I just, uh, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, now, now about Soylent Green. Yes. Guess what else is in the book.
2: What else is in the book?
0: Soylent Green is not in the book.
2: Oh, I said that before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was I, guessing I, that I, it wasn't in I the book. I wanted book.
0: to wait for the reveal, but yeah, Soylent Green not in the book.
2: Is there anything uh, according Soylent, to the product just?
0: Soylent is in the book, and they and they make Soylent um, like uh, Soylent meat, Soylent burgers, Soylent uh, steaks. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it is a. It, it's supposed to be a bean. Product, whatever, but they they make protein relevant like uh, pseudo meat out of it. They don't sell it as crackers.
2: Crackers. <laughs> uh,
0: there are crackers in the wheat crackers in the book, and I guess I guess uh, the screenwriter was like, "Well, let's just combine the two and and call it
2: quits." Right. Right.
0: Um, now, guess what Soylent isn't made from. People. Not in the book.
2: Not in the book, huh?
0: There's the, Again, there's no cannibalism. There's no conspiracy theory. It's just a shitty, shitty world getting shittier and shittier. <sighs> That's it. Edward G. Robinson. You know how he dies? In, in, his character dies in the book. No. He breaks a hip.
2: <laughs> oh come on.
0: He, he breaks a hip uh, at an anti uh, at a counter protest to anti birth control protesters. <laughs> Because they're trying to pass a bill um making it more making uh contraceptive right. contraception more accessible. And so he went there to, to rally in support of that. Then they pushed him down, and broke his hip. He eventually died of pneumonia.
2: Oh dear God.
0: Yeah. That's that's it. He didn't follow his body, he's just like, Oh yeah, he's dead.
2: <sighs> broke a hip.
0: Yeah. And and the girl leaves him. She leaves. <laughs> Yeah, she's like this. This world's shitty. She goes back to the rich guys.
2: Of course,
0: he doesn't. He doesn't like martyr himself. Like I want you to stay with him for as long as you live. Live. Yeah. No, she's like fuck this noise, and then like the last time she sees him, like she, he sees her, she's going into a fancy
2: dress party on New Year's Eve. And he's like, oh, like oh, I bet it's nice in there, a mm-hmm. lot of food. Yeah. So air, yeah, so air the whole... conditioned.
0: Yeah, so the whole the whole stolen green is made from people thing is purely the the this the construct of the film, and uh, I've got one major gripe with the the whole revel the scene where they reveal it. Okay, just one. So, so he follows... Oh, by the way, remember I complained yesterday about you giving me a film where everybody's already dead in it. Yeah, almost everybody's dead. This film, Edward G. Robinson was dying during the making of this film.
2: Yeah, didn't he die like a year later or a few no, months? No,
0: like, like days. Days after production wrapped.
2: Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, days. What did he die um, from?
2: Just old age or what?
0: Uh, I, I forget. I, I think it was like a combination of that or cancer or something.
2: I'll look it up. But
0: well, he knew he was dying, and he didn't tell anybody. And so during the filming of this film... He filmed his death scene.
2: Okay. Well, knowing
0: he's gonna die.
2: Oh, that's fucked up.
0: Like days before he actually dies. And I can understand why he didn't tell anybody because that's gonna fuck up the room.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was cancer. Yeah. And it was Jan. He died January of 1973. Died when, at the, you, the very yeah, when, beginning of the year.
0: You can predict it in advance it's usually a cancer or something like that old age is harder to say yeah I got a couple weeks to live Um, but uh, yeah now there's the whole thing where Charlton Heston says he was actually crying during that scene because of the performance and he didn't actually know about it that he was dying it was just how well he performed that wasn't a performance that was like a, a dry run
2: you Eesh. know
0: that's that's fucked yeah watch that scene with that knowledge and that's just fucked <laughs> I mean there's no bouncing thumb like in uh the sting but
2: wow, that, wow.
0: that that is that takes the wind out of that scene. So then then Chuck follows the uh the body.
2: Yeah, it says here died two weeks after he had finished filming Soylent Green. Mhm. Wow. So he follows the body, yeah.
0: He follows the body and then um <clears throat> they go to the he goes to the fact place where they dispose of the bodies and he's looking around. Now they, they put the bodies he sees them and they're on a conveyor belt being fed down. Right, and they and still got the sheets on them.
2: Yeah, it's like is that why, going why in? is that is that going into or why are,
0: they... why are the sheets still on the why why, why is that necessary? <laughs>
2: know.
0: Why, then they showed a scene where there's the the, the the conveyor belt of dead bodies dumping them in this huge vat of liquid with the
1: sheets. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Why? Why? Why are the sheets in there? This is a world where they can't make shit anymore. You're throwing away good sheets. <laughs> not even that, you're putting them in the food supply.
2: Extra fiber.
0: No, that's what that's what Holly said. I disagree with that totally. That does not fly.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, what what the what the fuck? I that for me, that's just a major stick. Who how does this get by? Where it was like, yeah, oh they keep the sheets. Yeah. Well we can't obviously we we can't show dead bodies
2: yeah they were they weren't doing that they didn't again whether they felt it was uh something know. they didn't want to show but it really probably just came down to money
0: yeah there's weird differences from the book that it's just like like here here's something very weird that I find now in in the book uh Charlton heston's character was uh he didn't loot he was much more honest uh much more straightforward whereas in the film they've got him like just kind of like uh, you know he's corrupt, like the system, to a certain point. Right. Uh, but he'll step in and defend it when Charlie starts slapping around the furniture. <laughs> but in the 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 the, the woman with Keep the baby it tied to her. Friendly. Yeah. The book actually opens with that. It's like in the first chapter or two. Oh wow! And it's an old man on the street with the baby tied to twine around the old man's waist, and the old man looks like he's dead, and he leaves him. Just leaves him. Yeah, he actually thinks to himself, dead or alive, he's he's doing his job, waiting that baby down.
2: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like,
0: oh, that was too harsh for them. Chuck had to save the kid.
2: But, yeah, well, I mean, like he bare, he's like, <laughs> carries this kid on his hip. He's like, uh, yeah, I got something for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Take this. Take this. Yeah,
2: make it, make it stop. You know, making noise.
0: Yeah, I I thought the the priest character, well, who's not in the book at all. I thought he was. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm not surprised about that.
0: I, I liked I liked his him though the acting of that character. and that was a little nod to the book there too. Or the the priest says uh, we have to make room. Does that name of the books make room? Make room. room. So that was kind of cool. But I mean, I mean, it's just one of those these films where. You know, over the over the decades, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that? It was great." Soil and Green. It's it's easy. It's like Rosemary's Baby. It's easy to remember. Oh yeah, what you do to his eyes? Is the kid's baby? Everyone forgets like the details of the film. Right. He just remembers the big catch. That, oh yeah, remember when he yells? it? And in some ways, it's a bit uh, ironic. Uh, but in, in a lot of ways, it's not. People will still look back and say, "Oh yeah, that film was great." So it's not. It's really not. <laughs> it's a made. It's it's a very very pretty made for TV movie.
2: Yeah, and a lot of films fit that bill. It was just the time period. They, couldn't, yeah. they did not break out of that shell for probably another 20 years, where mm-hmm. a lot of... The, uh, and the, one, the films that didn't feel like TV movies were the ones that excelled, the ones that got nominated for Oscars, because they, they broke that mold. Uh, even back in the 70s and 80s, you could always tell a film was just different. You know, like the movie I'm challenging you to is basically a made for TV film with nudity. It is really what it comes down to. So Was there really that much nudity? The it's movie not in I'm this film. No, there was no nudity in this film.
1: No,
2: no. There was barely even side boob. You
0: know, what? it even has The movie I'm nudity.
2: challenging you to uh, you too will completely fix all of that.
0: By the way, I'm just looking right here now at the rating. If I'm not mistaken, this film has a TV rating.
2: Well, I'm looking on IMDb. It's, um, Let's see. On IMDb.
0: I'm seeing TVMA. I'm oh, not let's... seeing an MPAA rating. Am I looking in the right spot?
2: Um, PG. I'm seeing a PG rating on IMDb. Where? Where? Up at the top. All the yeah. way at the top. All the way to, underneath Soylent Green, where it has the runtime, it's PG's right next to it.
0: I've got TVMA.
2: What? Your screen says TVMA?
0: Right next to the runtime, it says TVMA.
2: Well, what browser are you using?
0: I'm using, Why does that matter? But yes, I'm using Edge.
2: Edge. All right. It matters because IMDB, it, different code is written for different browsers.
0: Well, why would it have a different rating?
2: I don't know. Because they grabbed a different, uh, uh, different part of the server, grabbed information.
0: Oh, thank God! This has a parents guide. Oh yes, I, no, I wonder. It
2: says PG on 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 Edge for me as well.
0: Yeah, mine says TVMA. I don't know. Don't ask. I don't. I, I give up. But there's a
2: parents guide, Joey. And that's up at the top.
0: Yes, I'm. I'm beyond that now. I don't care anymore. I'm there's beyond a parent's it. Guide. Well,
2: it's rated PG. Oh really? Let's uh let me find that and we'll, I'm trying we'll, to see a look anybody, at that together.
0: I wanna to see if anybody complains about uh oh frightening and intense sequences is the um the title's food. <laughs> I love
2: the first one. <laughs> the first one. Women are shown with deep cleavage short skirts. <laughs> For sex and nudity. It's like are you fucking kidding me?
0: Ominous robes, her upper back is seen and she goes under a bed sheet.
2: Oh my god. There,
0: there's a split second where I thought I was gonna see Chuck's junk. when he gets in that bed there's a split second where it's like oh there's like so close a man undresses his upper body is shown and joins her they kiss (laughs) attractive women are referred to as furniture I I don't like that either but for the wrong reasons and wrong punctuation form uh (laughs) violence and gore a man slaps women one has blood from her lip and she whimpers
1: oh yeah (laughs)
2: A woman, a woman is shot, head yeah.
0: at close range. No, she's not.
2: No, she's not shot at close range. It's not close range. Obscured and not gory.
0: Yeah, so, so why is it bad?
2: A man is shot in the leg. They could just say, they should just say Charlton Heston is shot in the leg.
0: I, I don't think they. I think they're supposed to be generic. A, a man, man beats another and roughs up his woman. Uh, a, a woman.
2: A man undergoes assisted suicide.
0: Uh, I'll give you that. Two characters fall a long distance. Even Oh, he's talking about the two railing kills. Yeah. When when Chuck kills two innocent workers at the factory. Dude. It's like, you're trespassing. What the... Ah, railing kill. Those poor guys. A woman is shot in the back.
2: Uh, A man is crushed to the height of a few inches by a large bulldozer scoop. The crushing is shown. But the body is obscured and not gory. Why later, his legs are shown sticking out from under the bulldozer scoop, surrounded by a pool of blood.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't even facing that direction either. What the fuck was that? No, I know. That was like a, a takeaway shot. Later, they just continuity was on vacation or something.
2: They don't talk about the the violence that happens to the priest.
0: Does does it does it matter? Yeah. Well, he was black, so most of these people. Wow. No, it's not me. It's these these uh these uh these suit these uh like insane Christian right wing uh white parents that are concerned that their kids are gonna watch a film that has violence in it.
1: Yeah. That's the true. That that true. They're
0: the ones are blanking when the black guy gets shot. You know Don't blame me. I didn't I'm not know blaming it. you. Oh I love it when they count the profanity. Two instances of son of a bitch. Thirteen instances of damn
2: blank? Well what is the blank? What is that? Phil Damn what? Yeah.
0: I don't know. Damn. Usually it's God damn and then they blank out God. Right. Maybe just think they got it backwards? Uh,
2: what else would it be? Damn blank? I don't know. Ten references to, to deity. Oh boy. Some of them may be <laughs> seen as respectful while some may be seen as disrespectful.
0: But they can, they can God. Uh, ten references to deity. Wink, wink. You know which one.
2: Two instances of the word schmuck?
0: One what? instance of the word bullshit, 12 instances of the word hell. One may refer to the location. Does that matter?
2: No. Oh, people oh, and, people and the, suck.
0: The ten references to deity, some of them, and when you say some of them may be seen as respectful, what by some may be seen as disrespectful, I guarantee that's because, like, uh, I think the priest may mention God once or a couple times. Right. Yeah, so it's like, oh, a priest said it. I'm confused now. I don't know. That was that's gonna chalk that through. Maybe. I mean, what the fuck? Damn, damn Yankees? No, that does not work. I don't know. I feel like it's goddamn, and they did it backwards for some half-ass reason.
2: You know what? You know what? I bet. I bet whoever wrote <laughs> this, if they put the 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 the, <laughs> the underline and then damn, I bet they feel like they've said it.
0: You know what, based on some of the the, the fact that they're iffy, if, if a priest can say God, and they can even say God, yeah, I'm with you on that. They have no problem spelling out bullshit, though.
2: Yeah. Oh, people, uh, people smoke cigarettes. A man oh, tries a cigarette. One. Oh, Let, me, let me say
0: this one. Let me say this one, please. Okay, please. go ahead. Go ahead. A man, man tries a cigarette and expresses pleasure with the experience. I'd smoke two or three a day.
1: <laughs> if I could afford it. <laughs> people drink alcohol. Oh, man.
0: That, that line there actually just, like, describes, like, any evening.
2: Yeah. Frightening anywhere. and intense scenes. Heston's character searches for the first time they've referred to him uh, in this at all. Yeah. Be- before it's always, you know, a man tries a cigarette. It's Charlton Heston. He's the one that does has a cigarette in the movie. Uh, it, it, Charlton Heston's character search for the murderer of the title's food producing corporations' president and discovery of the secret of this food. That's frightening or intense? That's, They just basically said the whole movie is frightening and intense. That's the plot of the whole movie.
0: Yeah, very intense.
2: Well, you know.
0: Ridiculous. You could sum all this up into PG, but...
2: Uh... Yeah. <sighs> all right, so... We should go and rate this, I I imagine.
0: Yeah, I I pretty much... I think I pretty much touched on all the major differences between the book that I noticed that really irked me. Okay. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. 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 Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Honestly, the book... I feel the book is so much better than the movie uh, based on the substance. But... The film's pretty and worth a watch.
2: It, it is a pretty film. Yeah, and it definitely helped pave the way for better movies. So, sure.
0: Now, what do you want to rate it?
2: Uh, well, it's currently sitting comfortably uh, at a seven point one on IMDb. It's a little high for me. Unacceptable. I, I would go a six though. I think this is a is a I think this is a six.
0: I agree. I, and The only reason it's down to a six is because of the writing. Uh, I am not a fan of Stanley Greenberg. Sorry, sir. Uh, I actually believe he's dead, but I mean... I,
2: <laughs> I'm sure everyone is dead.
0: I just feel uh, Charlton Heston isn't dead,
2: is he? Oh, uh, the fuck, the fuck, yeah, he is. When did he die? Now, let's find out. Oh. Are you just thinking of Clint Eastwood? Because he may live forever.
0: No, no, well, Lee Taylor Young has to be alive because she wasn't that old. Yeah, she's still alive.
2: Charlton Heston died 11 years ago.
0: Oh, shit. Let my people...
2: Go. <laughs> uh, are you talking about the woman that played Cheryl?
0: Yeah, yeah, she's still alive.
2: Is she still alive? Yeah, she. Wow, she yeah. had some work done.
0: Uh, it happens.
2: She's only seventy-four years old, so she's pretty young.
0: Dick Van Patten can't be dead though,
2: right? He's. I think he died. Not that. I think. Oh he, yeah. He died like not that long after Spaceballs, like ten years.
0: Two thousand
2: fifteen. Holy yeah. shit. He only died four years ago? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I put that guy in the grave ten years after Spaceballs. <laughs> I was like, he died in like the 90s.
0: Well, we know Edward G. Robinson's dead. Because
2: he was not old, but he was like already an established actor when he did this film. He's like, He had hey. salt and pepper hair. I mean, like he was definitely... Gilbert's still alive. He's 86. Shit. Gilbert?
0: Yeah. He's alive.
2: Get out of here. Stephen Young? Yeah. Huh. He's eighty years old. He's the same age as my dad.
0: So do some young people here. Or some people still alive here. That's not bad.
2: Not bad.
0: Alright, so uh Yeah. So and green is made from people.
2: It's made from people. People, people. people. That's,
0: that's my new ringtone as of uh tonight. <laughs>
2: uh okay yeah so i have a challenge for you
0: yes please
2: um so everyone if anyone has been waiting to find out if we are staying in 1973 or moving into 1974 we are moving into 1974
0: really nothing else in 73
2: well we we've meant well there's a couple of things in 1973 but Uh we've mentioned them on the show already and i'm glad we didn't actually review them because i wasn't i was like you know what they're they're okay. I mean, like we had Day of the Dolphin. That was uh, 73. What was... Uh, the Crazies was another one.
0: Which we kind of covered that in our Romero episode.
2: Yeah, and we did okay. talk about the remake of The Crazies a little bit. We didn't review it. Yeah. And we, we did bring it up a little bit when we did that. So I, I kind of felt like if we did Day of the Dolphin, we were going to have to do The Crazies. And then we'd be moving out anyway. I just kind of feel like we're done with 73. You
0: know we're going to have we're going to have a hard time even though we've exhausted a lot of it we're going to have a hard time moving from year to year once we hit the 80s let's be let's be
2: honest yeah i think so because there's
0: still a lot of shit we haven't covered in the 80s and we've covered a lot of, most of our stuff has been 80s based yeah and
2: in 1974 i believe we've actually reviewed a couple of movies from 1974 already or at least one oh, cuz i w- i was looking at films from 1974 to try and get a, a challenge to you and mm-hmm. I think we're I don't think we're going to be in 1974 very long.
0: And you got that list I sent you of, of all the movies that I cataloged we've already reviewed, right?
2: That is correct.
0: All right, yeah, cuz we got we're trying to keep on top of that now after the whole caveman incident.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's not the first time that's happened.
0: No, it's not, but it's the most recent.
2: Yeah. Um so,
0: Joey, Joey, yeah. Occasionally you stumble and and that's why I'm here.
2: That is okay. why you're here. Yes. Yes.
0: That's. I, I'm here. I, I'm here to. Um, uh, I'm here to to help in and pitch out.
2: That the Oh, oh. <laughs> oh I got one more day. One more day.
0: <laughs> so what am I? Uh, then the so weekend. You, give me a
2: hint. Okay. Um. It's uh. It's a prison film.
0: Oh no. Prison
2: oh, film. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. I and it's actually i didn't even know this it's directed by jonathan demme who's that he's the jonathan demme is the famous director that did um, uh, something wild uh okay he he did uh silence of the lambs like that jonathan demme he did this film in 1974 at and he was 30 years old when he made it i had no idea that He was making movies in the 70s, and I had really no idea that he made this movie. It's a prison film. It involves women. It's probably the most or one of the most famous female prison movies ever Uh, made.
0: So we're going right into exploitation cinema.
2: I think we gotta do it.
0: All right. You know what? There was there was a couple of black exploitation films in 73 that I was looking at. And I was like, I, I just don't feel comfortable wading into it right now. I mean, occasionally when there's one I really like, like uh, JD's Revenge, right? I'm all about it,
2: which we've but, already reviewed.
0: Which we, yeah, uh, but uh, I mean, I, it's like, like I think uh, Blackenstein was one
2: of them. Seventy-three. Blackenstein. I
0: was like, yeah, it's a little too easy. Well, this is
2: yeah. a, I guess, uh, sex exploitation is what this really comes down to.
0: Oh yes, yes. Uh, now, so, so let me try to guess the name. Uh, we're talking classic.
2: Yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Alright, so, so we're, uh,
0: what's the name? There's uh, uh, Caged Heat. There it is. Oh, that's it? That's it. Oh, first guess, wow.
2: 1974.
0: That's all subconscious, baby. That's <laughs> just like buried in the back there. The, yeah,
2: out. I mean, if if you told me it was a, a female prison movie, it's going to be, I'm thinking Caged Heat.
0: That's, uh, that's going to be a, the... That's what? Whole childhood. That's a whole childhood watching HBO, After Hours, and Skinamax. Oh, right yeah. Right there, built up um, in Cerebrum.
2: What the hell was the one with Linda Blair? Uh, which didn't come till like the late 70s, early 80s. The one she did was pretty famous.
0: Catholic High School Girls in Trouble?
2: No. Linda oh. Blair made a, a prison film. I'm pretty sure that she did.
0: I'm trying to remember. Oh, you know what I just got recently? Was I, I got the made-for-TV movie about teenage alcoholism starring Linda Blair.
2: Oh, God. Really?
0: Yeah, it's like The Problem with Susie or something like that. I haven't watched oh, it go. yet, I'm dying. Like, all right.
2: Let's see, what did she do? Oh, maybe she was... Oh, Chained Heat. Chained. Yes. Chained, Chained Heat, which she did right before Savage Streets, which we reviewed.
0: Well, which one did I just say?
2: You said Caged Heat.
0: Caged Heat, that's right. Okay. Yeah,
2: and you got it right. All right. That's like, the, in my opinion, that's probably the most famous of all of them. And that's why I think we should review it.
0: I'm with you. I, I think it's a direction we don't go into too often, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely and, there. And uh, you know, I mean, there
2: was no nudity in uh this film, and there's going to be tons of nudity in my challenge of caged heat.
0: Oh, can't wait for those slides.
2: <laughs> it's gonna, and you know what? We're going to be able to do it. It's uh, we got to have those slides in the oh, YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it's got to happen.
0: Don't worry, I'm going to painstakingly take my own <laughs> slides for this one.
2: <laughs> okay, good.
0: Um. <laughs> Uh, and now we we have reviewed uh we did last house on the left
2: not the original i think oh did we do the original when we did the remake
0: i i think so
2: okay maybe yeah we and, probably uh, did
0: and uh oh, i know we did uh we did *Rabbit dogs which isn't really sexploitation but they both have forced urination
2: they both have forced urination uh, *Rabbit dogs was i was that episode one
0: uh, it's it's like one or two. it's one of the first episodes, yeah, yeah,
2: I mean that was when we were you know kind of reviewing five, six movies in an episode where the review lasted anywhere from five minutes to twenty minutes half hour. It, we were just cramming a ton in
0: and it was we were at that point we were just like, all right, I've seen this recently. let's review it. We were doing a lot of stuff we'd just seen, like uh yeah. um um like uh, uh dead snow
2: dead snow and yep. We did a whole episode on Christian horror films, and we did a Halloween episode. We did Well, that's Christian epi-
0: horror films. That was me, by the way.
2: Yes, it was. That's a, yeah, yes, yeah. it was. We did films like the, the House and Three and all that shit.
0: Yeah, but no. And by the way, when we hit the 80s, uh, we're doing Black Roses.
2: Oh, f- fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, we're finally getting that shit done. This is why we're cleaning the house here. The things we should have done and never got around to it.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, there's a new show on AMC called Nosferatu. And, Aww. you know, the, the, it, well, me just bringing up the Christian horror film of three, where it had, you know, T-H-R-E, uh, the number three and the number three. And it's like, aren't we over putting numbers in movie titles? And Mare is watching this show, and she really enjoys it. And it was on, the she put it on, what, last night? And I watched a little bit of it. It's okay. But the title of the show has the number four in it because it's Nos N O S Four A T U, and it's like
0: oh, that's that, Joe, that's that uh, Joe Hill book.
2: Is that what it is?
0: Yeah, yeah, Nosferatu. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's like, do we is there is the four significant in some way, or is it just it, it's a, a marketing? It's a license plate. It's a so license it's book,
0: plate. Yeah, it's, it's a personalized license plate on the cover. I haven't read the book yet, but the cover is a personalized license plate that's Nosferatu. That's why it's like that.
2: Uh, but even with that, it's kind of dumb in my. It's, it's, based, it's
0: but it's not a title. It's based on the book. I, I, literary wise, I I give it a slack.
2: All right, That's I mean, I'm me. still I'm still not going to watch it because I could give oh. a shit about anything vampire related.
0: Uh, I don't know, Joe Hill's. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'd give it a shot. Did you hear that Friday the Thirteenth Part Three in 3D oh. is going to be getting a 3D theatrical release?
2: Wait. The third, the third movie from 1986. Yeah. Really? They're going to yeah. redo the 3D or something?
0: That's what. Uh, yeah, that's what I heard. Um, I'm checking now to see if uh, I can get confirmation on this. Uh, Friday the 13th 3D. It should be in the news if, if this uh, is accurate.
2: You know, it's funny. This is the this is uh, year ten. ...of the remake of the original Friday the 13th that they did. That they they announced a sequel for, but never made. That remake uh, came out in 2009. That really bad Friday the 13th remake. But a really bad remake that actually made quite a bit of money. And they announced a sequel to it. And it just never happened. So I imagine at this point they would just reboot that again if they were going to make more Jason movies. I mean, it's been ten fucking years. I wonder why what they're waiting for. If done correctly and they release it on at Halloween, they could probably squeak another four, five, six movies that make money pretty much guaranteed every Halloween. I don't know. Don't know why. And then they tried to do the same thing with uh, Friday um, Nightmare on Elm Street when they did that remake in 2010. And that was terrible. And they never made more sequels to that either.
0: All right. I, I don't have any confirmation on it, but I, I think it's happening. All right. Well, uh, we'll look should...
2: into it, and we'll bring it to the show next week.
0: Yeah. All right.
2: All right. So let me go ahead and end this. End it, baby. I'm going to end it. I'm going to end you so uh what is this? this is episode 302 oh yeah so as always thank you for joining us for another episode for another episode of micro uh, micro yeah listen to me i'm tired dude i am so fucking exhausted i'm gonna fall asleep on my couch and i'm gonna wake up at two o'clock in the morning like i've done every single night this week instead of go laying in bed and just falling asleep in bed i'm gonna go fall asleep on my couch Uh, alright go to our website at moviesucktastic.com you can download the show there you can listen to the show there you can tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock and hang out with us while we review the movie of the week you can leave us email the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com if you want to leave us voicemail which we will play on the show it is 908-514-4470 you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic you can go to our tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com and you can also uh, go to itunes and download the show there as well i still have to look into what's happening with itunes uh, but in the meantime you can get our show in a myriad of places like stitcher iHeartRadio, google it's just do a search for Sucktastic. And you'll be able to download download us just about anywhere at this point. Um, and of course, you can download the 100% free app for your Android devices. Uh, everything I said is in that. It's 100% free. It's awesome. You should just use it. You can put it in your car You can, uh, with your Android device. You can connect it to Bluetooth if you have that ability. It's how I listen to our show. Uh, it is completely seamless and it is awesome. Uh, and that about does it do you have any words of wisdom Mr. Wilson
0: you know where it's going
2: I know where it's going I need to Solid hear you say it
0: Green is made from people
2: people people then the hand goes up and they freeze frame it so it's like he doesn't die he's shot doesn't die and he's
1: dead he's dead
2: no they left it open ended because Charlton Heston is like I don't want bud. you can't kill me And they're like, okay, Mr. Heston, we won't. And that's why the the movie ends that way. Anyhow. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week when we review Caged Heat. Lots of boobies in that one. Boobies. (laughs) Boobies. All right, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See you.